This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. What's up? This is James. Hey, y'all. It's Sarah. And we are from the Mouse Ears and Magic podcast. And today you're listening to Dana and Amy of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast, episode 161. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Oh, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hello there. We are glad to have you here. We really are. If you listened to the very top of the show in the intro, our fellow podcast friends from the Mouse Ears and Magic, Sarah and James J. Williams, introduced the episode and the show this week. And... We got to hang out with them a couple of nights ago on the Disney Bunch. That was so fun. They and do that once a month. Yeah, and for some reason they've invited us back knowing that I'm there and might say stuff. I don't know. They just throw caution to the wind and let me have a, let me have a microphone, and I appreciate that. I think that the Disney Bunch likes the sound of your voice. <laughs> I don't know about all of that. I don't know if anybody likes the sound of my voice, but... I love the sound of your voice. Aww. So... I hope our Runcation Nation likes the sound of my voice. But we hope that you guys will check that out. We actually yeah. shared it. It was a vid- It's a video. It's, it's like the, the Brady Bunch. There's nine videos it's a nine-way video chat and we were doing like like uh it's like a cross between hollywood squares and i was thinking the same thing the brady bunch and it was just so much fun it has a disney flair to it yes it does i just wanted hollywood squares i wanted as we went through the whole thing i wanted x's and o's and i was such a huge fan growing up of hollywood squares i just wanted to be charles nelson riley in the center square but we were Uh, not but we we were in like the bottom that's okay that's because mark daniels was well i know miss figgy were in the center square and rightfully so yes and disney fans will recognize that name Mm. Yes. And if you don't recognize the name, I bet you'll recognize his voice. Mm, and you should subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think we're going to link to all of this of in our show notes. But Naturally. check it out. It's a lot of fun. It was just, just a little over an hour. If, if you're looking for some real positive stuff to just tune the world out, this is a great one to do it with. And and we yeah. think that you'll enjoy it, especially if you enjoy things Disney. And, and, and we're talk, we talked parks. We talked movies. We talked cartoons. We talked, of course, Marvel and Star, Star Wars. Wars. Hit hit a little bit of everything. Star Wars was the most stressful part for me. <laughs> Mark Valentine, I'm looking at you. Okay. So check that out. But we that was just one of many things. It's been a very busy week already. It's only as we record this Tuesday. We had to record on Tuesday as opposed to release on Tuesday. So we're recording and releasing same day. Yes. And we really wanted to hold back because speaking of another 
podcaster. We happened to be lucky enough to be featured on uh, Just a Podcast in Paradise. Yes. A podcast in paradise from our friends at Just Take a Dip on Instagram. Yeah, we I think got I'm mixing their Instagram handle and their the name of their show. I, yeah, and I, I just call them the, <laughs> Sorry. Dip, the Dip Crew. The and, Dip Crew. And we got to call in and chat with them about runcationing. Yes. And, and what that is and what we do. And we got to talk. I know we got to talk cocktails. Oh, yes. And, which was kind of nice. And they had a great cocktail that I just want to partake in. Their Instagram game, that picture. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so yeah. good. Their Instagram game is very strong. As is their YouTube mm -hmm. channel. If you're, if you're looking for, again, if you need some persuasion to come vacation in Florida, mm. Look, we'd say look no further than us, but if you need to look a little further. Yes, we are responsible for the run in runcation, and we show you where to explore and indulge food and beverage, and they will echo, reinforce, and supplement oh, yeah. what we talk about, oh, yeah. I the, would say. We, we'll give you the sentence. They give you the exclamation point on the end. Nice way yeah. to put it. Yeah, so we were in their episode this week, and we feel humble and honored, so we didn't release this morning. We made the decision because it is their first podcast anniversary yay today and today. and we were their episode we were their episode so i mean that is uh, it's a huge honor and it's an incredible accomplishment yeah. to get to a year in oh. podcasting to consistently mm -hmm. produce a podcast mm. and release on a consistent schedule we know we and know. we're not we've no, trust us we're not saying look oh poor us we're just saying it's we're not perfect we've had our challenges yeah so the fact that they've made it a year is awesome and the fact that they were willing to <sighs> use our episode yeah as the, to celebrate that one year yeah we're, to we're, celebrate yeah we're thankful for that and we congratulate them on their accomplishment when you think about they launched in april of 2020 what better time to launch a brand new business podcast mm. and adventure a lot of people are consuming <laughs> podcasts but it's also very challenging and i applaud them because they are a travel podcast a florida podcast that just attracts people who want to come here i don't understand why would that be challenging in 2020 mm. <laughs> mm. I'll that, get is, back to you. that is sarcasm that's I, a I, rhetorical question i'm not a fan of rhetorical questions <laughs> i'm not a fan of rhetorical questions but i'm very good at asking them Anyway, so, anyway, happy podcast anniversary. And we're going to link to that as well. If you are looking for some new content mm -hmm. to supplement for yeah. your long runs and short runs, check them out. Mm -hmm. You're going to love them. They're a ton of fun. So we've just had in our initial opening of the show a lot of podcast shout outs because we love our fellow podcasters. And we're not done. We have one more because this week's <gasps> episode is Yay. actually going to be us recapping a virtual race that we did that uh -huh. was actually put on by one of our favorite podcasts the will run for podcast they did what was called their virtually live race and we earned our medallions not medals medallions medallions you're welcome. And we actually did a little bit of a, an Instagram live from the road mm -hmm. on that one. Yeah. And uh, it was a great way to get some training steps in for you and just get out. And I, I let the dog stretch their legs. I practiced my Amy shuffle. Hashtag Amy shuffle. Hashtag Amy shuffle. Yeah. And then after we talk about that race, we have a recipe 
we are continuing on in our 2021 search for tools to put in your toolbox to make you successful for your training goals. In this case, healthy recipes that are inspired by childhood favorites. This is a taste for my childhood. Yeah. And I was so shocked. I don't know why I was so shocked that this was a little different for you and me. Yes. And we will talk about that. And then last but not least, we are going to be talking to some more friends that we met online. Oh, yes. In the infancy of our podcast, speaking of our fellow podcasters that are celebrating one year, when we kicked off our podcast, these people were there to support our love of coffee and more. So stay tuned for all of that. It's going to be a blast. And the beverage that we're going to be talking about is one that is near and dear to our hearts. And non-alcoholic. So let's talk running. Yeah. So in the run portion of our show, as we teased at the beginning and the opening of our show, our friends at the Will Run 4 did their virtually live race this past Saturday. And we participated. We did. We did. We interviewed them about this virtually live race back in March on episode 157 of the show. Just four short episodes ago. Yeah, so that we could put it out there to the Runcation Nation. We could give people time to sign up. And what I really love about this whole race experience is that the hosts of the Will Run For podcast, they wanted to give us all the chance to run everywhere with our community with our podcast community with our running community with our run walk run community so that is what they gave us the opportunity to do this was just about that and not really it wasn't to raise money or it was to grow community yeah and good way to put it there are many people many fellow runners and run walkers right now who can't participate in live races. There are lots of people in the Runcation Nation who are able and lucky enough to participate in live races, but some can't yet. Yeah, and we talk a lot about getting out and doing stuff, and we are wanting to give everybody that escape as much as we can. But Mm. we also recognize that the state that we happen to be based in and live in is one of the most open Mm -hmm. in the United States. Mm -hmm. So we recognize that where you may be listening from, the situation there may be quite different. Mm -hmm. So events like these virtuals, and we're going to continue to be doing virtual races for the foreseeable future because we have found so many great ones. And you've talked about it, it as an impetus for training and for our healthy eating. and 100%. That, so that is what we use to reinforce motivation at home. Right. So whether you are in a place that's wide open, like Florida, or you're in a place that is more locked down still, we are going to give you options that you can use. And this was one of those. And this also helps our training kind of ramp back up and get kicked off ahead of what may be some live races that we travel to later on this year, like in the fall. Absolutely. 
And you needed to get some miles on your legs anyway with yes. your uh, hashtag TheraBeast homework. Yeah, I had to shuffle. I so. had to shuffle. On opposite days, I had to do the lunges and the balance work and the squats and wall sits and all of that. But she said, keep taking steps. It's not that it's not that we want you on your feet for a long run. This is not marathon training at this point. No, no. This is just trying to build a little bit of strength, balance, and endurance. So I like that slow and steady approach. I think it's smart. And yeah. I'm glad to see that you are adhering to the advice and direction you're being given. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to run at a level that I'm not ready for right now. Absolutely. So, yeah. So this started, the race was on Saturday, but it actually started Friday. On Friday. I'm so excited about this. They really, Aaron and Michael and Diana and Tom, they really considered the community and ways to bring us together. So they advertised a happy hour on Friday to kick off the weekend and kick off the virtually live event. They had already shipped the medals and the buffs and they, they just, they wanted to bring us all together. And it's just, it's like the night before when you go out to dinner and you carb load or you go to the expo and you see what's there. They brought us all together on Instagram live and just had a happy hour, a, a runner's happy hour to talk about what was motivating us to run and j- just coming together. And I love that. And what I love about their, whether it's their live stream, the podcast, whatever, it is so friendly Mm-hmm. and relaxed laid back and laid back and mm. just fun and it's just like a bunch of friends hanging out on a couch just talking and then you feel like you're right there in the room with mm-hmm. them which i think is great that is so much fun and we listened and participated in the friday night event we did and then we got some decent sleep and we on saturday we got up yeah we got dressed and we decided well, I decided I was going to take the dogs, which is good, on this course and give them an opportunity to stretch their legs and get them nice and tired in mm. case we needed to go find some food afterwards and all that. And it was good because I, I got them strapped up and literally connected to me as I was running down the road with your new leashes, with the new leashes I got, yeah. and headed out there with you and decided let's uh, let's walk this together at least Mm. i'll walk you shuffle yes and And what i like about the will run for hosts is they set up a zoom that they had a, a zoom meeting that they had going all day and people could come in and go out so they could run whatever distance they chose because it was not a set distance whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever is currently on your training plan, you could complete and you could come in and you could celebrate with them when you're done. Yeah, this was, their race wasn't a set distance. Like, and that was something that was, I, I forgot to even mention. Yeah. So we chose a 5K. 
Yeah. I, I believe that some of the hosts had done like 10 miles. Seven miles before they even started the kickoff with the Zoom meet. They started at 10 a.m. Eastern. And I like that they opened up the Zoom and then they also did a live kickoff on Instagram. Yeah, that the live kickoff on Instagram mm-hmm. was kind of like, hey, everybody, this is the official start time, go. We actually yeah. did ours. We started our run an hour before the kickoff. Because we were hoping to have a majority of it, if not the entirety, done at the time that they were kicking off. But I really like that they did 10 a.m., even though we wanted to get kind of past our mileage before the heat and humidity of the sun in Florida. 100%. So they chose 10 a.m. because they had over 60 people register for this race. That's fantastic. For this virtual race. And it was international. So they had people in all different time zones all across the world. So I like that they chose 10 a.m. in the Eastern time zone and daylight time, what have you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was just good. So because they considered the community and and tailored it. And then they, like you said, they had done some running prior to, and then they were just walking and had the Zoom going and had the live going. And I think Aaron and, and Michael were manning those. Yes. And just interacting and with everybody as they're finishing and showing off their medals and celebrating with everybody. And, and it, it was just a great community feeling. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. And when we got done, mm. Amy shuffled. She was doing yeah. great. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. Great posture. Really looking good and looked like you were feeling good. I was we, tired at the end. Yeah. And my knees were, I you say your dogs are barking. Yeah. My knees were. Well, I think your knees were and the actual dogs they mm-hmm. weren't barking they were they came and found some tile floor and mm-hmm. plopped down and yeah. rested we grabbed a post race recovery beverage we did and jumped on the zoom call yeah. and just hung out for a little bit with them celebrating and Talking. It was a great time. Yeah, talking food and meeting people that are part of the Will Run For community and just it was getting some of their And we had three corners at one time. Recommendation. We had three, yeah, we had three corners of the U.S. Yeah. covered and we were getting recommendations mm-hmm. from all three corners of the three three out of four corners of the U.S. Yeah, what was we were in California and it it was all over Baltimore mm. and what did we have New York? Did we have? I we don't had know. DC. We had DC, but it was just we had people in and out, and then a, a little later, running through Wonderland, Jen hopped on to and and Jennifer Fink and mm-hmm. just it it, it it was just great to be a part of an event like that in the community absolutely and the medal and the buff i'm sorry it's a medallion the medallion it's sorry i'm so sorry there's a joke about this we'll run for i apologize it's a medallion it is a first it's actually i number one i think the medallion is gorgeous they did a phenomenal job with this it's like a two-layer uh blue background with a yellow foreground and it's wooden and it's made of wood. I love that. And I actually have it hooked to my microphone here. Yeah. But they did such an incredible job with this. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very well done. And it's got a simple paracord mm-hmm. neck lanyard as opposed to a ribbon. Simple. And 
it's it, it was just it's perfect and the center the yellow center says will run for and big uh, relief letters the outer ring says virtually live race 2021 finisher yeah and then the buff was their podcast logo it was and in fact in the episode artwork i believe that you created is a picture of us and i'm wearing the buff as a headband that is true you are so if you want to get a look at what that was like that's in the episode artwork it is (laughs) yes i did choose a picture of you in that so it's true I like the buff. This is a, a buff slash neck gaiter slash face mask slash headband, whatever you want to use it for. I th- thought it was great. I used it on race day. Uh, so I, I cannot recommend that enough. I, I had it around my wrist so you, I could. Yes, you were supplementing the, uh, did you have your squoosh on? I had both. Okay. I had both. It's Florida. You have to be prepared. But I thought it was a just a, a blast of a race. I hope that they do it again. And this has given us ideas. We we have we are toying and tinkering with the idea of doing our own race at some point in the future. And this gave us some ideas. And it taught us a lot about the ways to build community because they had a wrap up at two p.m. in the afternoon at two p.m. Eastern daylight, mm-hmm. and. It, it, it was just a complete package focused on the community, the podcast and the running community that they have built. 100%. So applause to you. Good job, guys. We'll and run for. Runcation Nation, check out the links. Keep this one in mind and listen to them. Subscribe to their podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Next time that they're doing an event, I'm not going, I didn't hesitate on this one at all, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. hesitate to do another one they threw. Right. Right. And I think we have a lot of crossover. I think a lot of the Runcation Nation already listens to them what, because of our interview. And we, we, have, we have a lot of people that we found because of them and mm-hmm. they found because of us. And I just, I, I love that kind of support oh absolutely and growth and so you're not going to find a nicer bunch so check them out over at the will run for podcast so so all the running as you always say makes us hungry it does Mm. and this hamburger and macaroni dish this recipe that we are going to talk about here in the eating portion of our show is really connected to your childhood it is this is a it's a dish that my mother used to make for me and all of the neighborhood kids my mom was the neighborhood mom our house was where all the kids came and converged Mm. and she without a thought or a care would feed every single kid that showed up Mm. and would make sure that they were loved while they were at our home and that they left with a full belly. And this, if you Google it, if you search the internet for macaroni and hamburger and tomato, this comes up. This is something that's often referred to as American peasant food. Really? It is referred to as mac or hamburger goulash. It's referred to, I saw somebody even refer to it as 
a macaroni and hamburger casserole, but I take issue with that description because number one, it, it's not baked. Number two, you don't make it in a casserole dish, which is actually what the name casserole refers to as the dish, not the actual food that goes in there. And it doesn't stick together like a traditional casserole type entree would. Mm. Um, so a lot of people have different names for it. But it's a really simple one where it's basically browned ground beef and onion and tomato with some seasoning and spices Mm. and then macaroni mixed into that. Mm -hmm. So you're getting in this one dish, you're getting your veggies, you're getting your meat, you're getting your carbs. Mm -hmm. It's a you know, one-stop shop and, and you can make a ton of it. Like, so like for my mom, she could feed an army of teens and tweens and easy to make, easy to make inexpensive and kids love it. Mm. But this is something that, and I don't know, you know, I think maybe over the last couple of weeks, you know, I've had a lot of family on the mind of course, and looking for things that, you know, reminded me of that mm. or, or things kept coming to mind. And, and I thought to myself, I really would like a taste of that to go back and have a little bit of that nostalgia. Of course, but yes. with the way that we eat, we eat vegan six days a week, or I, I should know. say whole food plant-based. We're not specifically vegan, but whole food plant-based. And what could we do if we wanted to stick to that kind of eating plan to have something like this. Yes. And so you looked at the products that we have come to rely on over the last few years in transitioning to this lifestyle. I Yeah. Yeah. And we've even talked about it in some coffee chats. We've talked about it in some live chats our friend uh, Greg in Orlando, he does an Instagram account, Greg in Orlando, but he also does vegan at the parks. He got into the discussion with me about Gardein. The brand. The brand, not a sponsor, but one we've come to rely on when we want a healthier version and we're craving like tacos or their meatless crumbles and they go well perfectly with this oh yeah these meatless crumbles if you are using them for say a taco or Mm. a dish like this it cooks up and looks and tastes really you couldn't really tell the difference between this and beef and consistency is consistency is perfect spot on and what i'm typically not a fan of vegetarian items trying to pretend or fool you i we just yeah we embrace the fact that we're eating vegetables and that's okay Mm -hmm. but this is an opportunity where there is a good product out there that actually does a good job of giving you that heartiness that mouthfeel the texture the chew and the flavor of ground beef so we, I decided to, to base this dish. While still being healthy. Around that, yes, and while still being healthy. Mm-hmm. So I decided to base this dish around that, and then I just wanted to incorporate the rest of it and be as true to my mom's recipe as I could be with maybe adding a little bit of our own touch to it, just a little. But Tell us more. Yeah, the hard thing that if you are going whole food plant-based is pasta. 
Incredibly challenging, yes. Of all things, people would go, well, why is pasta hard? It's just, it's flour. It's also usually egg mixed Mm. in into the dough at some point. And we're also trying to avoid white flour. Sure. So looking for a pasta that or a macaroni that Mm. would be good has been tough. But we've actually found a brand of garbanzo bean pasta called Banza, B-A-N-Z-A. Again, not a sponsor, just a tool that we're recommending and suggesting. And it didn't used to be readily available. I used to have to order it off of Amazon. I've now started seeing it on the grocery store shelves. So I think you could find it there, although we do link to it on Amazon. Yeah. In our show notes, there's an Amazon affiliate or associates link if Mm -hmm. you want to check that out. Yeah. And pick some up. But this is a bean-based pasta that does a really admirable job of giving you the consistency and the flavor of regular wheat pasta. Yes, it is. And the better you cook it, the better the consistency is. Yes. I would say the cooking method is key. Yeah, well, like any pasta, you can, of course, overcook it. Right. And if you undercook it, you're not going to get a great result either. So I would mm, say... It's go, like pasta in that way. Yeah, and depending on your altitude or where you live, cook it according to the, the instructions on the box mm. and then taste it. Make sure that it's the Play right it. the, the right level of cooked or doneness for you and then adjust accordingly. So it's chickpeas, right? It's chickpeas. It's garbanzo beans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really all that's in them. It's it's a surprisingly good macaroni. And they do all sorts of pastas. They do spaghettis. They do rotinis. They do, you can get a, a like a sampler pack of their pasta on Amazon and try the different shapes. The shapes hold up really well. The flavor's great. And again, if you put your favorite sauce on these, you're not going to miss or even know that you've done a substitute or switch and it's got 23 grams of protein in a serving and eight grams of fiber and this is something that's important for people that are doing whole food plant-based eating if you are going that way um, you're always trying to get your protein and focusing on that number so you get plenty of protein through your legumes so chickpeas garbanzo beans Beans, great way to do it but this is a really simple recipe and it just really involves taking the diced onion and sweating the onion then adding your beef crumbles and getting everything cooking and browning and then you're adding in some garlic and pepper and for us we use a little bit of liquid aminos for the salty components of course if you're not looking to avoid sodium by all means salt taste if you are wanting to do this as a meat-based dish, by all means, this is the way the I grew beef. up on it. Add, add the ground the, beef. Yeah. Add the ground beef. Brown it. And I think that would just take a little bit longer because the Gardein crumbles, they cook up very quickly. They do. Very quickly. They do. And then what I did to elevate the dish, my mom would use, typically she would use just canned diced tomatoes like Hunt's or the store brand or whatever the case may yeah. be. Uh, you could elevate the flavor a little bit without adding calories or adding anything unhealthy by using fire roasted canned diced tomatoes. That's there actually are, a thing. There are a lot of varieties, so I can see where you could change up the flavor ever so slightly 
and give it a Mexican flair or depending on what you want to do. Now, I know that you are like wanting that hamburger and macaroni. That was what I was going for in this particular iteration. But yeah, flavor. you, You could add in, I don't know, cumin or chili powder. Sure. If you wanted to go Tex Mex, like you're talking about. Mm, Chipotle. Oh, ooh. Chipotle and adobo, maybe a little bit of that. that I don't know. That'd be good. Cinco de Mayo's coming up. So this was just, you know. <laughs> just thinking. I, I basically did this. It really only involved two dishes. I did everything. Ultimately, everything ended up in the Dutch oven. The only thing that I did separately was I cooked the pasta separately, held back a cup of the pasta water, and uh. then drained the pasta. So when it was time to add everything, added it all into the Dutch oven and let it simmer for a bit, and it's ready to go. If you want to doll it up. Not too long. Yeah. No. Really. It's a quick dish. I've actually come home on lunch breaks and and made this. Yeah, I was just going to say, you on several occasions you have, and there it is, and we package it up in Tupperware, uh, and just we have it. Yeah, it usually is good for good between deal. six and eight servings, and sure. we we you know usually eat two and package up four or six mm-hmm. for the rest of the week. It's great, super inexpensive, very flavorful, and we have the recipe in the show notes. Yes, with those Amazon links. Those. Yes, and, and I think the and and those they don't cost you anymore. It's just a, a way to support the show. Yeah, if it interests you, no cost to you at all. Mm -hmm. So check Amazon Associates out. And if you're wanting to get an idea of what this dish looks like, check out the episode artwork that Amy put together. Sure. I dolled this particular serving up. I did a little sprinkle of uh, a a favorite vegan cheese of ours called Daya. And, We've uh, seen them at an expo, actually. We saw them at, at a running expo, yeah. The wine and Dine, was it, at uh, Disney? I think, I think a couple years ago. I think that's where we first saw them. And they had samples of pizza with that cheese, and I, that, that made us think uh, about it. We, we saw, that was the first place we saw it. Then we went to feature the Downtown House of Pizza in yeah. downtown Fort Myers. They make a vegetarian pizza there, and their vegetarian pizza has diet cheese, and we were mm-hmm. shocked yeah. at how good it tastes and melts and mm-hmm. pulls. Yeah. So we were very, very impressed. So again, if you're wanting, if you're looking for a meatless Monday option, mm. if you're wanting to try some vegetarian ideas, this is a great one for you. But again, guys, these recipes or this recipe, if you want to just go, I want my old school Muller's pasta and 80-20 ground beef, Knock yourself out. This like is a, going to be an amazing dish. Is it Hamburger Helper? It is, except you're not buying the package of Hamburger Helper. Okay. This is like that. And I think that, because again, this was a way for my, my mom to feed an army of kids. She didn't need to waste money on Hamburger Helper. She just right. had the I hamburger was, and the macaroni. And it the, just reminded me of those commercials and seeing that. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't a staple in my household at home. So how did your... You know, your dad and mom had to feed you and your sister and friends and all that. What was their go-to? Craft uh, macaroni and cheese. Cra- oh, I love me some craft mac and, and cheese, too. And the Chef Boyardee pizzas. These are all not sponsors, but just from childhood. <laughs> did, you, okay, did you do the pot pies? Oh, we did pot pies. Yes, oh. we did them. I don't know if they were Marie Callender or... Oh, also, Stouffer's 
uh, French bread pizzas. Oh, this is going to dovetail into a future episode for us to do like our favorite childhood snacks. Yeah, just to mention a few and not to belabor, but that's that was my childhood. Those are oh, and also that sounds glorious. Old El Paso taco kits. I had that one time at my <laughs> house growing up as a one kid. One time. One time. Oh. And never again. So good. They were quite, yeah. It's child abuse. Mm. What? Tell you, you what. What? I only got it once. I only got taco night once in my that whole was life. That child abuse. I said you almost. Had, you had this beautiful dish that we have just talked about. Oh, I did. And here's the secret to this. Make this, serve, make this dish according to our recipe and don't eat it the day, the day of. Make it and let it sit overnight. Mm, so the everything has to every has it, the chance to marry. And this I, is better on day two. And I it's like good on day one. You melt the cheese a little bit over the top, and I don't. Your mother would never do this sliced jalapeno. She would never do the sliced jalapeno, never. and her choice of cheese would not be a, a shredded cheddar. She would have gone with a Parmesan sprinkle, more Italian flair. Yeah. Which you could totally do. Absolutely. Yeah. You could get some basil in there. There are lots of things you can do with it. This is a super versatile dish. It takes, uh, you're, you're less than 30 minutes total prep time. Prep time I like and, about prep it. Prep time and cook time. And it makes enough to feed an army. So check it out. I hope that everybody enjoys it. I hope that maybe it brings some of you back to your childhood as well. Let us know. If you've got a favorite childhood food memory, we would love to hear from you about it. Sure. Maybe shoot us a little note. Info at runeatdrink.net. Info at runeatdrink.net. Shoot us a note. Record a little message for us. Talk about voice memo. We can play it. We haven't played one of those in a long time. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Send us some about your childhood favorites for sure. But before we go on, we do want to say thank you to you guys. You guys have helped us grow so much over the last over the last four years, but really <laughs> shockingly so much in the last year. It's been crazy, and we're now recording this sitting in the newly redone Running Drink Podcast Studios here in the Running Drink Podcast Towers. Yes. Thanks and to you. We want to say a sp- we want to say thank you to our entire Runcation Nation community, all of our listeners, but a special thank you to our patrons. And our number of patrons has actually grown this week. I know. So amazing. It grew last week and this week. And we welcome two new patrons. Lisa from Custom Boutique by Lisa. And Rhonda Kirk McDonald, better known as Rhonda Lee. Like uh, Lisa is, that's her hashtag or that's her username on Instagram, the custom boutique by Lisa. Mm-hmm. And then Rhonda is better known by Rhonda Lee. Yes. And she makes us international. Yes. She makes us international. And Lisa has us now one patron away from 20 people that financially support the show that is, on a monthly basis. Number one, it's shocking and humbling, and we are grateful beyond words. So we don't yeah. we, we don't want to like trip over ourselves, but we cannot say thank you enough to all of you who have decided to make you know 
a little contribution to our efforts here. And we're hoping to keep bringing you amazing episodes for years to come. Yes. So patrons, we hope you like the upgrades you see in our live videos. We hope that you like the special messages you receive as patrons when you come on board. We hope you like the bonus content. Hey, if anybody and everybody, if you want more of the Runny Drink podcast that you love, we have three different levels of monthly support, $2, $5, or $10, and each have their own special perks that continue to grow in 2021. Yeah, Amy is refining those and, and making them even better, which I think is really great. And we're hoping to add some cool stuff to make you all just love being part of the Runcation Nation as much as we love being part of this community. And you're amazing. And again, we can't thank you enough. So if you're not a patron already, we hope you'll visit patreon.com slash Podcast to learn more and become a patron today. Or if you are a Podbean subscriber, you can just write in the Podbean player. You can tap reward if you're listening on a mobile device mm -hmm. and it will take you to all the same patron levels. Our show is always going to be free, but if you want more content and you want to continue to support us, patreon.com slash runny drink podcast or Podbean and become a patron today. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. It's time for the drink portion of our show. And this is going to be a, an exciting one because it's, yes. it's arguably our favorite beverage. It, we start the day with it every morning. I have a live chat with the coffee crew every single weekday mm -hmm. and sometimes on the weekends when we can. And occasionally I jump in there. Whenever you can, whenever you're off. And we just love connecting with you that way and sharing our love of different kinds of coffee, including cold brew. And our podcast in its infancy, it, it we would post those daily memes, those daily coffee memes. And Dennis and Creighton from the Clever Bean would respond to us and comment and interact with us and have conversations about coffee when we were just getting the podcast started. Flash forward to 2021, and they have become inventors and mad scientists, I think I call them, in the interview or that I we did. had with them. Yes. I love that mad scientist I think kind they of did thing. Too. What, however we said it, <laughs> I love it. Whatever. They have developed, or they are continuing to develop the Clever Bean Cold Brewer. Yes. And up on their website, they have bags of their coffee beans and they have swag and they have all, all kinds of merch, but they are in development with cold brew. And we wanted to support them the way that they have been supporting us this entire time. Yeah, and we're getting to beta test their cold brewer that they're trying to develop and it's been a lot of fun it's been delicious oh. uh, i can honestly say that we have yeah. definitely drank more cold brew as a result of this oh, for because sure. it's been 
painfully easy. Easy. And I can't wait to see what this product ends up looking like yeah. uh, at the end. I, so I'm pretty excited. And I think that these guys are excited for this process. And I think, and I, I'm confident you're going to be able to hear that coming through when we're talking with them. They're very passionate. They are. They were passionate about opening up their coffee shop. And then when they had to pivot, when COVID hit, they pivoted and they were inspired to develop the Clever Cold, the, the Clever Bean Cold Brewer. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to talk to them about it. We wanted to share it with the Runcation Nation as well as their fabulous coffee. And so we have them, and we have chatted with them this week on the drink portion of our show. Our interview this week on the Runny Drink Podcast centers on one of my favorite beverages. Oh, mine too. Coffee? Yeah. And I will tell you that when we were a young podcast, I used to post daily coffee memes, and I still do, and one of the first people to interact with me was Dennis Garrett from Clever Bean and Creighton Edwards from Clever Bean. They are the owners. They are the founders. They are the... Proprietors. Mad scientists, awesome coffee creators. And we are lucky enough to have them on our show to talk coffee. Welcome. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for the intro. That, I do like Mad Scientist the best. That, that was do you? Title. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, we will put Mad Scientist in the lower third when yes. we edit the video. Yeah. yeah. That, that helps good. us with liability too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all right. <laughs> Early on in the podcast, you sent us a bag of your coffee beans. And that was so nice. We enjoyed that so much. We were so excited just a little bit of context for our runcation nation that uh, we entered a contest to be a beta tester for your new cold brew system and i was so excited i don't think i i don't know have we ever won anything as the podcast before i don't know that i've ever won anything it's period end of sentence yeah i mean so so we're feeling awesome we're sipping on some of the cold brew right now that we made and we just want to start kind of at the beginning and how how do you all know each other how did you meet man that was a long journey journey. we we started out in grand junction colorado that was where we were childhood friends and we went to elementary school together and then all the way to halfway through high school when we were about 16 dennis's dad actually got a new job up here in utah and moved away and him and i lost contact for a significant amount of time 10 years yeah 10 years which was absolutely crazy and then we both realized that after going through college there was another one of our friends that reconnected us when we were both talking that we wanted to try something entrepreneurial we were both looking into the entrepreneurial space trying to figure out a type of business or something that we wanted to create. And through that connection, we realized that we both were very serious about the idea that we wanted to create something through talking and through research, through learning. We realized that there was a lot of things that we wanted to do. And what we needed to do to create that was to, in some way, shape or form, create a community. And that's really where the idea of the coffee shop came from and really what got us to work together. Of all the things you could have done, you you could have come up with all sorts of food or beverage, but what made you settle on coffee? Mm. On coffee, I did work at Starbucks in 2007. It was during college, kind of a summer job. And at that point, I got to understand that coffee 
was more than just a beverage, more than just a drink. There's a whole community around that. And for me, I was just blown away with, with that and didn't really understand that at the time. Coffee ends up being a very good medium for human connection. Uh, one of the best in terms of a physical location where people from all walks of life are okay walking into a physical location and uh, for the first time just kind of get, uh, go up to someone and, and then maybe greet them or, or meet them or, or say hello. There are a lot of first dates, a lot of really beautiful things that happen inside coffee shops. A lot of businesses get started. A lot of people pitching to us while we had the coffee shop open about starting other coffee shops actually, which is kind of funny. It's a culmination of, of just a, a, culture, a cultural center that you see when w- w- with a local uh, city in, in particular. But yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot that I can kind of think about when it comes to coffee. It's very complicated, but it's also very, very simple. It's yeah. a, a simple drink that has been consumed for a long, long period of time. And uh, going back to the history of, I think, a, a goat herder and then a goat kind of munching on some coffee or, or his goats and then uh, figuring out, like, thinking, what's going on here? Why are they dancing like crazy? And then realizing, oh, there is this coffee, it's this, this cherry that they ended up eating. And then I think that ended up going to monks where they ended up using that to be able to stay up for late, late nights. Mm. And then it spread across the world because it's a, a coffee is something you can't really keep secret for long. And the whole history of it is super fascinating. And then to be able to be a part of creating something physical and to be able to be a part of a community and to grow a community through just tons of people in this local area connected to all the high schools and everything. I mean, fascinating. I don't, as you can tell, I don't know how to sum up all of these things, but what we wanted to do is to be able to figure out how do we create a physical space get the doors open. That was a hard, we can talk about that if we want to, but that was a, that was a tough journey on its own. Yeah. Once we were able to open up the shop to be able to let people define what it is and to be able to give people the freedom to express themselves for who they are. For someone to feel comfortable saying, this is maybe what I struggle with, or this is something that I'm having a tough time with and to be that listening ear. It's so amazing. So just all of the little interactions that we've had over the couple of years that we're open, amazing. But mm. just building a place for centered around community mm. doesn't mean that you're going to be able to be sustainable as a business. We realized that margins in coffee, pretty low. And we didn't have a, a, a full kitchen involved where we can kind of cook in the back and, and make more exquisite lunches and dinners and everything. So we went pretty simple, but we ended up working with a lot of local bakeries and local partners to help kind of strengthen the, the local offering and to be able to bring more conversations together around that local aspect. There are so many things that he hit on in that answer. And it, it's it, like, why coffee? You're talking about like first dates? Great question. I don't Instant, know how to answer that. As you can right? tell. <laughs> like why, there are a lot of reasons why coffee. You have a lot of reasons. You have a lot of why behind your success and behind your hard work and behind what you do. And when you said it was like a, it, it can be a connection, it can build a community, it can spark honest and genuine conversation. Yeah. We should tell you, I don't know if we have ever talked about this on social media or any part of our lives, anything like that. But when we started dating, one of our first dates was in a coffee shop. Wow. So, so when you said that, I was like, true. yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Why the name clever bean? 
So clever was always an interesting word to us. We tossed around a lot. Our, our actual initial idea for like the, the health food delivery and everything is human food. And, and that's kind of what we had gone with, like food for humans. So it was something that made sense. And when we came to the coffee shop, we're like, that doesn't really make sense anymore. We're not really focused on food anymore. So what is it that we can kind of bring that clever or excuse me, that connection into and start tossing around a lot of different words. Clever was one of those words that we felt didn't have a lot of association with it. There may even be occasionally some negative connotation to it in today's language where, oh, oh that individual was clever. Like maybe he took advantage of a situation or something like that. So we thought, what is the best aspect of clever? that we can take from and basically what we define it as is clever is the shortest distance between two points without cutting corners so essentially clever is the easiest way to get from point a to point b and it's what someone may think about and clever could be 30 percent preparation and 70 percent action it could be just all action there's always these different equations for every scenario but clever was our ability to look at the world and say can we look at all of these things slightly differently like are there all these ideas not just in coffee but in businesses in general that we can kind of shift a little bit and and try and do a little different so for instance one of the most random things that we did uh is that a change annoys us like change when you actually pay at a cash register and get it back so we took all of our prices and after tax they were all rounded to the nearest 50 cents so for change all we ever offered was a 50 cent piece and then dollar bills you never got any pennies any dimes any nickels any quarters you just got a 50 cent piece Love and it, it happened for two reasons the first reason was a it was a lot easier to keep it going the second reason is where else do you get a 50 cent piece when people would go home and put their hands in their pocket and pull out this 50 cent piece there would always be a question of where did i get this and it would bring a remembrance of the coffee shop and potentially the experience that was had there so again a simple act of a transaction and someone paying money for a beverage what we were trying to do is say how can we think of this differently and how can we look at it from a 2020 or at that point a 2019 perspective and make it to be more efficient better or different in some way and so that was why clever or where clever kind of came from and we built on that idea in Pretty much every do uh, pop-ups. Yep. So Uh-oh. we test our idea. So now you guys have or had the retail uh, uh, coffee shop and have converted and pivoted due to COVID. I'm saying that's probably going to be the sole driver of that. Can you talk a little bit about how and when you guys decided to, to make that uh, that strategic move? Yeah, yes. definitely. Definitely. Interesting date. March 16th was the day we closed down because of coronavirus. Obviously, a lot of concern there and different things. We didn't really know what was going on. I'd gone through the numbers. There was some concern about, hey, if this thing really gets out of hand. At that point, I believe we were running out of toilet paper. The world was on fire. No one knew what was going on. So we closed down. And when we closed down, we didn't really have any intention between the two of us to stop or to pause or anything like that. The shop was closed. We did keep the online store open. Yeah. So that entire time, that was something that definitely helped us to uh, keep things going and, and stay afloat was the, the support that we got in terms of our online coffee subscriptions, uh, 12, our 12-ounce 12 bags, and then uh, also the different merch. You know? But at the same time, we knew that we needed to come out with something unique, something different in terms of the online space. We can say locally, if you wanted to uh, increase the revenues coming in, hey, we have this great local option, but someone outside of Utah may not necessarily care about that. Uh, but in terms of what led us to the point of creating our signature blend, there is a story behind that and something that we, we can share 
Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, when we, the cold brew is something that made sense because at the moment that we shut down, one thing we wanted to do was obviously keep drinking coffee, but there are certain things in terms of production that did stall. We didn't need to make a whole bunch of a large batches of cold brew at one time, like we needed for the shop for customers coming in. And at home, we wanted to make smaller batch or cold brew in smaller batches, which kind of led to everything that we have today leading up to the point of kind of us leading a Kickstarter campaign. Mm -hmm. But everything had its own slow progression to this point. But everything led to figuring things out, trying to be innovative in a time where you need to innovate since there's just so much changing around in the world. But like what Creighton said before, we're we're looking for this. We're, We're excited for the opportunity to test our skills as entrepreneurs, to be able to see if we really have this in us. Or do we not? Or is are we going to be able to survive? Are we going to be able to figure out how to pivot and, and change and be different enough and be thoughtful enough and mm. to uh, do the true reflection and also different application in the new world? It's still within coffee, it took just lots of ruffling through confusion to get to a point where it's like, okay, what about this cold brew thing? This keeps popping up as something we should hold on to or something we should maybe dive deeper into. And so clarity came over time, yeah. but it definitely took just a lot of beating our head in, into the wall and trying to see, you know, yeah. what, what do we do? What, what do we do? I, I have no idea. Can we say today we have no idea what, yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. But the <laughs> next day, there's, there's a little bit more clarity and a little bit more clarity. And uh, you just keep fighting. I mean, yeah, at for one sure. point we were for a local magazine. And I remember the last thing that I said in terms of giving advice to entrepreneurs is uh, don't quit. Just don't quit. If you don't quit, you don't lose. And so if you don't quit, you keep going, then you're just going to learn lessons all along the way. And this is a lifestyle for us. Yeah. And this is something that we want to do for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to treat this as a, a lifestyle, as a how do we work with this, these new changes and everything, I mean, um, there's, there's a lot of beauty in it. Yeah. A lot of beauty in the chaos. <laughs> yeah. Not only entrepreneurs in, in creating a, an, an online business, you're also dipping your toe into that world of being an inventor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I have to imagine that that really complicates things. It makes things very interesting. But yeah. talk a little bit about that clever cold brewer. We have mentioned it in our social ch- channels. People know that we're beta testing. Yes, we've we talked, talked about, about it here. We yes, are, look at and this. And there it is. Yes. Yeah, I don't have in it because, yeah. And oh, actually, there's been some improvements from the model that you guys yeah. have as well. Oh, the talk nice to us about this. Yes, we need to know. As you guys said, you signed up for beta testing, and we appreciate that, and really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about it. Because uh, just like this, we found that there wasn't a lot of options for cold brew on the market when Mm -hmm. we were looking at trying to make it at home. Now, the curious thing was we had actually run into this problem before we opened the shop because we were, of course, testing our cold brew in the beginning to try and come up with the right recipe for what we're going to actually serve in the shop. So at one point in time, I want to say we had like, 15, no, maybe, maybe like 10 mason jars in Dennis's fridge, just taking up all of the room and just overnight testing just over and over trying to find the right ratio with it. And what we came up with, we thought was good. We really enjoyed our cold brew. And then that was reflected when we opened the shop and uh, became one of our most popular drinks. In fact, I believe it was our second most popular drink uh, behind lattes as an overall category. The funny thing about this entire story and Dennis working at Starbucks too, is that I didn't really drink that much coffee before we got together. In fact, I drank Folgers in uh, Colorado. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, just drank Folgers (laughs) 
all the way through and was perfectly happy with it. Had never even tried iced coffee or cold brew. And then I fell in love with it. Just <laughs> absolutely fell in love with cold brew. And so during this entire process, after we were closed down, we started looking at different things, different ways that we could potentially scale our business. And we realized, okay, what we really need for this market piece is something that we can call our own. And, and the inventor side was one of those where it's like, we need something that's new, something that's improved, something that we believe is actually better on the market. And we thought that this was an area where we could create something. So to get into the actual brewer itself, the yeah. reason why we started down this pathway was not only knowing all of that, but then essentially for the first model, we had just a mason jar with a handle and you would pour it into the other mason jar. It didn't even have the collar. The collar wasn't created yet and it was a, a handled spout. So then there was another individual that helped with the shop and was a great customer and just a great friend of the shop, but a 3D printer. And we just started <laughs> messing with it. And we came up with the collar and different things and realized that, oh, we can combine this because one of the main issues that you have with cold brewers on the market right now is that you can get an airlock system when you flip it over an airlock system when you try and harvest it because all of the coffee goes against the filter. So we thought, okay, connecting two mason jars with a collar has the ability to do that. Then, of course, after a lot of testing, one of the ways is, if you guys saw the second video, flipping mm -hmm. the brewer upside down different, it worked a lot better. So that was one of the pieces of information that we came with it. Another piece of information that we came with was that the 100 micron filter we were using left a little bit of sediment in the cold brew, and the, the sediment maybe wasn't the most enjoyable part of it. So we found a 50 micron filter, one that actually does a lot better job. And essentially what we were doing is just looking at all of this feedback from all of the uh, beta testers and trying to come up with the best option. One of the last things that we have now that I don't know if you saw on, on yours, but we have the filter where it can actually sick in the lid so you can drain it off of the lid as well. And just trying to make this piece as effective as it could be in whatever that it's doing. And the other thing that we saw with cold brew when we were looking at the market is that cold brew, even when you're getting it from Starbucks, was not consistent. That it did not seem mm. as though consistent a big part of the market. Well, mm -hmm. because we had come up with not only a bean blend that was very good for cold brew, but we had also come up with a great recipe because of the shop, we thought, okay, how can we make sure that someone consistently makes this cold brew the same way each time? Well, coffee is notoriously fickle with being able to measure it. Tablespoons can you know, weigh 10 grams or 15 grams. There can always be these different things going around it. So we instead said, can we create something that goes along as a subscription model that would give people an accurate amount they were to brew with every single time. So that was actually a big part of the entire system was the subscription model on the back end where we could not only offer beans that were meant for cold brew or come out with a great cold brew, mm -hmm. but we could also offer the right amount so that people would get consistently good cold brew every time. And I was going to say the importance of selecting the right beans and right blend is, yeah. is so important. I know that when back when I was a barista way back in the 90s, we were using like a Kenya double A as our cold brew base because it was a heavier body and higher acidity. But when you did a cold brew as opposed to extracting it with hot water, mm. it cut down on the acidity. But you still got that, that deep flavor from that particular varietal. I also like the fact that this arrives and it's ready to rock. And you're not, to the uninitiated, you're not over grinding this and making it too fine True. True. or too coarse and you're wasting your beans. This is ground ready to go. Yeah. So you don't have to no, guess. A, yeah, that was a big benefit. We work with um, Mill Creek Coffee 
coffee roasters over here in Utah. They've been roasting coffee for about 27 years now. They were fantastic when we were creating the signature blend originally. In fact, Stacy, who now runs the company, went up to Seattle and met me at the SCAA conference up there. And so we went through all the different booths and everything. She introduced me to some of their growers down. I believe I met their Costa Rican grower and a couple of the other ones as well. Just phenomenal to bring us into the world of coffee. And then they just set up different blends, different tastings, different cuppings for us until we came up with what we really wanted. And a key component with the coffee that we chose was that it was a a daily drinker. It was a bold flavor. It did not have a lot of brightness or the fruity acidity that it feels like the industry in general is going towards and then especially cold brew is going towards. So we wanted that more like bold daily drinker. This is coffee, not the maybe more specialty variety that you see a lot now. And um, they did a great job, really had a good time testing all of that. So our kit came with like the 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 perfect bag as you as you all were just talking about together mm-hmm. but it also came with one of my f- favorite things caramel <laughs> why why what was the what was the impetus there when we're uh, selling cold brew and also sampling out cold brew at the shop caramel ended up being the most popular flavor for the the cold brew the most popular pairing with the cold brew and then uh, with some cream on there that ended up being the standard that we ended up turning into a sticker and we do post about here and there and things like that but it, it does look cool but overall just the, the caramel and uh, the the taste of our beans it has a I would say a subtle honey taste to it kind of that little bit of sweetness that comes mm. out of comparing it for more of the hot brew mm. if you will uh, that does pair well with the caramel. Not saying that vanilla or anything like that is is, um, no. is better, but yeah, I'm not sure how you pronounce I, it in different places. Me for either. Caramel, no, caramel I, and caramel. I don't know. Caramel probably need to know how we're, we're gonna say. It. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. I have no. No, I say like half the time I say caramel, half the time I say caramel. I, what do yeah, you, Dana? I say caramel. Caramel. Car- caramel. So that a does make it because that a just loses it from it's caramel <laughs> and that second a doesn't even know it exists i, I don't even know i think whatever however you pronounce it it's as long as it tastes like it it's delightful <laughs> i love yeah. it we oh, just celebrated you. national caramel day <laughs> and i just I, and i know that you are more partial to chocolate I tend to be, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you all have other flavors of syrup that you have up on your website? Man, we don't have a ton of syrups. We've got vanilla and cane sugar on there. The mm-hmm. cane sugar we're using in a lot of different recipes. One of the things that we wanted to do with this cold brewer is we thought, how is it that we can provide more with the brewing system that we've created? Mm-hmm. And it was, how can we represent cold brew in a way that's never been seen before? So I don't know if you guys have seen on our Instagram account, we've got a drink called the Palm in the Dark. That's yes. actually a fruit drink. Yeah, so we're talking grapefruit juice. We're talking palm granite juice there's some cold brew in there some lime juice in there and it's a fruity drink it's interesting and yeah, this, it, this the actually is going to dovetail into the next question yeah, we're going to ask which is can you <laughs> with the clever cold brewer what drink should we make what do you think we ought to yeah. do with our clever cold brewer now that we're we're here we're beta testing and it doesn't have to be a traditional coffee drink it could be something like what you're talking about here what do you think we ought to do next Ooh, okay, so there's quite a few different recipes that we've been experimenting with, but I can't say that we've finalized 
Yes, yeah. So we're still in that kind of phase where we're testing out stuff. You're in the One of the things team. that was really popular at the uh, shop with a couple of people, and this might go more towards your chocolate side as well, is a cold brew float. So we were basically scoop of ice cream, pour some cold brew over the top. You're doing about a half ounce to an ounce of chocolate, and then you can drizzle a little bit over the top as well. And then in the shop when we were open, we made a chocolate whipped cream that was actually uh, two pints of heavy whipping cream. It was two ounces of vanilla and one ounce of chocolate. And probably this. the best thing that we had here. I, I mean, that was into a cartridge that works. Yeah, so yes. excellent. And yes. I just sit and eat it. So yeah, that's one. A cold brew float is one. Like I said, we're working on the sweetness a little bit on that one. Another thing that you can do is you can freeze the cold brew. I'm sure you guys have seen this, but you freeze like them a, like ice cream. Oh, like a granita. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you can actually do that, but you can combine that with some chocolate, some different things as well, and make a fudgesicle out of it. So you can make a fudgesicle cold brew popsicle, and that oh. is for summer. We that, did that when we first opened. It was fantastic. That actually sounds really good. I love the hack that a lot of people do with cold brew where they make their ice cubes out of it this is just what I was for say. the yep. cold brew. Mm. Yeah. So you're not watering down your cold brew. But, yeah. but I also think that we could have a cocktail. I know that you all are putting up like fantastic videos and, and recipes on your website and on social media with the mocktails, but I feel like there could be a cocktail there as well. We've received some recipes from the uh, beta testers group as well that are some good cocktail recipes and things like that. The goal is to come out with later either what we're known as the tipsy bean or the clever bean after dark. That's more oh, of a oh, oh, so we had martini glasses here for the shop because we would do affogados with ice cream and espresso over the top. And it was always a really unique idea that we liked. The uh, cocktail side, I think, is really interesting. And I think coffee pairs really well with a lot of alcohols, too, if done right. Oh, yeah, oh. absolutely. Uh-huh. I, I'm uh-huh. a lot of experiments that we can definitely yeah. do. We'll share some of ours yeah. with you guys. We'll jot them down. We've played oh, a little please. bit with, with your coffee already. Yeah, there's something called a cold-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. And we still have a lot of research to do. We have a lot of cold brew to make and drink. But aside from cocktails, you know, do y'all run? Are you runners? So the only thing that we've ever run is a coffee shop. I'll be the first to say. <laughs> yeah. Which is a marathon and not a sprint. I would like to say that it is, but I don't know if it's actually as hard as a real marathon because we've seen marathon runners who have come into the coffee shop afterwards. And oh my gosh, you guys definitely put it out there. Man, <laughs> we've yeah, only I'm ever awesome. done a half marathon. so I'm only half crazy. Yeah, we're only half crazy. <laughs> But but really, okay. So you are the experts in terms of the cold brew, and uh, so uh, how how should we have our cold brew at the end of a tough run or a tough race? That's Ooh. how should we do that? What should we do? Yeah, you're hot. You're tired. You're sweaty. What is the best way for us to enjoy yeah. some of this cold brew? In my mind, it's uh, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> It does have more caffeine than our recipe for drip coffee for house hot brew, sorry. And, and so you do get that, that kind of afternoon kickback or yeah. pick me up. On a more serious note or a serious way of answering it is it's however you want to enjoy it. One of the things that we're having fun with is those mocktails and just trying different drinks and everything is the, uh, to show kind of the versatility of it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we're excited to, to do later on is to be able to grow the the clever cold brew crew community Mm. uh, where we can get different recipes from all different places and to be able to uh, showcase a lot of those fun different drinks and we want people even uh, doing maybe different giveaways or or different things in 
future where we can say, hey, whoever comes out with the most creative drink using our cold brew or using our cold brew mixing with these different ingredients. It gives us a reason to be in the Run, Eat, Drink podcast test kitchen. Yes. Yes. And I, I, you always say, like when we have our gear on our website, that our, our, it, makes a, it makes you run 17% faster or 19% faster. Do you, what, what percentage do you think that the, the clever cold brew makes, makes you more How much clever? more clever? How much more clever? It's actually, we sent this to a lab. It was 22.9% was what the number came back at. It was very interesting because it was hard to kind of determine a base foundation of, you know, how clever are people normally? But once we were able to establish that, they, you know, took some different variables and a couple of things. And I'm hoping this answer itself, while not meaning anything, will at least represent that we're slightly more clever because I've been drinking our coffee all day. So I have absolutely no idea, but it does have more caffeine in it, which hopefully makes you move quicker and do more things and therefore be more clever as well. Yes, so, by definition, be- by the definition that gets you from point A to point B <laughs> more efficiently, 22.9%. You heard it here. Heard it here. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. We make a lot of weird stickers too. That'll probably go on a sticker somewhere. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. <me> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we should put, we'll put a disclaimer. Okay, warning, warning will not actually make you 22. Yeah. Like in the tiny print. <laughs> like I, I always ask that my joke yeah. is always that our, the scientists in the running drink podcast towers have, you know, conducted yeah. all this experimentation. So like we have we know what it's like to have a team of scientists at our disposal just like you guys perfect we'll have our team uh contact your your team team. exactly we'll do do some joint research Mm -hmm. okay so (laughs) so you are you've been innovating online retail for coffee Mm. you're inventing can you tell us what is coming on the horizon or let us in on any top secret intel that's going on at the clever bean hq Ooh, top secret intel. So right now, a lot of what we're doing is focused on the production side and trying to figure out that production for us. But one of the things that we have not released yet and what we were going to bring today is uh, we actually are starting a Kickstarter account for the Clever Cold Brewer. Now, the reason we're doing that is it gives us a platform to not only take pre-orders, but also to access a bunch of other people who are interested in new type of invention things. Our Kickstarter campaign is fairly short. It's only going to be about 30 days and just looking into different things with Kickstarter, you try and get funded as quickly as possible to bring that attention in and different things like that. So that's one of the big ones that we have not announced yet that we have not talked to our followers about. We will be talking to them about it here, trying to get some excitement for it because to be perfectly honest, this is a representation of everything we've been working on for the last year. And uh, we're really excited to get it out there. We'll be probably considering different things like offering different blends, having different bottles of syrup, basically creating more of a holistic area around cold brew with our website, mm-hmm. creating more ways that you can create at home and things like that that is very exciting that's yes. that is really cool congratulations on, like on getting ready to do that that's good luck with it too yeah um, thank you thank yeah you. i'm very excited for you yes we are looking for excuses to travel once races begin resuming across the country and utah is on our list of places we want to go we love that kind of terrain and we, mm. just the, the natural Beautiful. beauty up there we're Beautiful. we're very excited and we love to get up there and have a chance to finally meet you guys in person. Yes. Yeah, would love to. Please Looking let us know when it, you absolutely. come down here. Because yeah. although if you do expect us to run, we might try, but it'll be funny. <laughs> you could if you wanted to. We are run walk runners, so we have shirts that say we make we're not slow, and then on the back it says we make the most of our race entry fee. 
because we bring up the rear. We try to stay on the course as long as possible so that we can see the world that way. So. Yeah. See, that justification is clever thinking. So just based on the fact that you're drinking on coffee, I'm having to think that 22.9% is spot on. 22.9%. 22.9%. Where can our listeners in our Runcation Nation find out more about you? Our website, thecleverbean.com. I would say Instagram is probably going to be the best place just to see what's actually going on and to see our activity and all of that. It would be at thecleverbean for Instagram. And that's also Facebook, too. And that'll be a big part where we're pushing out Kickstarter and kind of showcasing. One little thing to say, too, just as a thank you for letting us be on the show and for testing out the cold brewer. We did create a discount code on our website. So just R-E-D for Run, Eat, Drink. But if you do R-E-D at the end of checkout, it's 20% discount. So as a thank you to you guys and, and your listeners, that'll be active till the end of April as well. Oh, so that's really so awesome. nice. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And thank you so much for testing out the brewer. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> Creighton, you guys are awesome. Isn't that nice that they provide that the discount code for the merch and the coffee that's up on their website right now? It's so incredibly sweet. So sweet, and that's good by that's good until the end of April, and we we can't thank them enough for that. Yeah, and I think that the Runcation Nation needs to head out there and thecleverbean.com. Take advantage. Take advantage. Their coffee is outstanding. They do a great job. They're not just doing like a uniform roast on their beans. They're bringing out the nuances and the flavor of their coffee. You're going to love their coffee. So Dennis and Garrett at the Clever Bean, they've given the discount code for their website. If you enter RED, R-E-D, at checkout, you get 20% off their coffee. You could try it out while you're waiting for the cold brewer to emerge in its final its final form. Form. <laughs> and and we hope you enjoyed just hearing the the passion and the hard work that's behind their coffee and their clever cold brewer. And patrons, you're going to get an extra bonus. We have the video of the interview and the interview in its entirety going up in the patron feed later on this month. Yes. So check that out. Yay. But you know what this means. This is a longer episode. A little bit. This is a longer episode. Great for a long run or a commute. But sadly, we have come to the end of episode 161. We'll run for Clever Cold Brew. Yes, we will. Yeah. Arguably, we did. We ran on Clever Cold Brew. I know Not that I drank, I drank we, some before we, we ran going out there. And then we had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and we would just like to thank the Will Run For crew for a, a fabulous virtual race experience and our friends at the Mouse Ears and Magic for a great time on the Disney Bunch. And happy podcast anniversary to our friends at a podcast in paradise just a podcast in paradise a lot of stuff going on this week a lot of people to thank yeah what a fun time thank you guys so much for joining us on your long run your commute to work around the house or wherever you are i'm your host amy and i'm your co-host dana stay safe and well and we will accomplish explore and indulge with you really soon Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.